Hi, I'm Ezra Fieldsmeyer. And I'm Marty Harding. And I'm Jordan Wallabin. And welcome to another episode of Animation and Beyond. Indeed. Jordan is back. We're happy to have him with us as we talk about Aladdin today. In honor of the classic Disney films, 30th anniversary. Mm-hmm. And the, the movie also has a sequel coming out here in the next few years, I believe. Or a spinoff about, but they haven't said exactly when it's going to come out as of yet. Yes. Now talk about the live action remake. Yeah, that's the one. Perfect. So we will be getting into Aladdin in just a bit. But first, we're going to talk about an actress from the live action Aladdin, which came out just a few years ago. And that actress feature is Naomi Scott. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Naomi Scott played Jasmine in the live action remake. So she was the lead and she sang the songs and was so great, I thought. And I think this was really a standout role for her. Yeah, sure did. Yeah, she does kind of look like the the cartoon uh, Jasmine a little bit. Yeah, she has darker features and like this beautiful long black hair in the film. They also did a really good job of giving of getting her costumes. I thought that looked just like the animated version of the movie. Yeah, sure did. What else has Naomi Scott been in? She was also in uh, well two years before the live action movie Aladdin came out. There was a movie called Power Rangers, and she was one of those kids who became the Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. And also in 2019, she was in the movie Charlie's Angels. Yeah, which was also a remake. Before both of those, I think I remember her coming out her first American film, because Naomi Scott is from the UK. She's British. But her first American film, I believe, was Lemonade Mouth, which was that Disney film from, I want to say, 2011? Yeah. Yes. Which was a, yes, a, a Disney Channel original movie. It was. Yeah, so it was like a television movie, not like a theater type of movie, but it's still a pretty good movie. Yeah. I thought it was great. Did you did you guys watch Disney Channel back then? Like, did you see that movie? I don't think I did, but I heard about it. Uh, yeah, I seen that movie. Yeah, yeah, I was like, uh, back when I was watching the original Disney Channel shows, and then I saw some of the new ones in the early 2010s. And then when I got to 2014, I just switched uh, to a channel where you watch some cool movies. And yeah, I like Disney Channel. Yeah, but uh, I kind of like the original Disney Channel shows better. Yeah, I'm with you. I Maybe it's just because I'm nostalgic because those are the ones I grew up with. But I think that the older Disney Channel shows are unbeatable. Yeah. And Lemonade Mouth was a really good movie. I, I remember seeing it and I thought it was great. It was about a band that forms in a high school, I think. So they had really good music. Yeah, well, uh, they technically didn't know each other, but they kind of did some silly stuff that got them into detention, which is how they met. Mm. Right, right. So kind of a breakfast club situation. Yep. And Naomi Scott was a smaller character in that. She wasn't a lead, but she was in it, and she did a great job and was noticed for her singing. Yep. Which ultimately led to her getting this huge singing role of Jasmine. Yes, in the live-action Aladdin remake. Totally. Now... Now, she kind of seems to be on the rise. I think she was selected as a star of tomorrow by the organization Screen International in 2015. Mm. And then she was also given a Saturn Award for her role as Princess Jasmine. That's nice. I bet we'll be seeing her in more movies in the next few years. And, uh, I, and I really like the way how she did Princess Jasmine. She did like a song they didn't do in the cartoon movie. 
Yeah, so I was saying that like a half of the palace said that a princess should be silent, but she doesn't think that. She just she wants to let out her emotional feelings and let it out. Hmm. Yeah, and she's saying about that in the song that wasn't in the animated version of Aladdin, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I agree. I thought she delivered that storyline of Princess Jasmine really well in the live action one. Yeah. Cool. So let's move on into our feature presentation. All right. Aladdin, a classic Disney movie, one of the most beloved animated films I think ever, like, I don't know anyone who hasn't seen Aladdin. It was probably one of the first animated movies that many people our age saw, huh? Yeah, for sure. Yes, it was first released on in November of 1992. Yeah, which was like 30 years ago. Yes, and it's one of the films of Disney's Renaissance period. And what does that mean? Remind us. Like reviving Disney's former glory after a decade of their dark age. And it came out after the... The Little Mermaid, and The Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so it introduced Princess Jasmine, who is one of the Disney princesses, obviously, and was a more developed princess, I would say, than a lot of the earlier princesses. As you mentioned earlier, Jordan, she has a much more um, complex emotional journey throughout the course of the film, I thought, which makes her a really, really appealing princess you know she has spunk and she has you know fight and character and a full personality i love it and she's disney's first non-caucasian princess that's true yeah she was the first non-white princess and there have been a couple more since but she was the first which was huge then after her was pocahontas mulan and tiana yep so that was huge for representation having all these little girls who look up to princesses who aren't necessarily white-skinned see a princess who didn't have white skin yeah, exactly. I know her singing voice is Leah Salonga, who was also the singing voice of Mulan, which came out six years later. So she had a different singing voice actress than her speaking voice actress? Yeah. Cool. That's amazing. I wonder why they did that. I wonder why they didn't just have Leah speak the lines in addition to singing her songs. Yeah, same with how other Disney characters have speaking voice actor and a singing voice actor. Yeah, maybe... Uh... Maybe they did try to do the singing parts, but maybe they couldn't do it very well, even for the technologies they had. Um, yeah. Which is why I think they used two different actors, like a talking actor and a singing actor, I think. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely more a more expensive option for the movie producers to hire two different actors. So I'm sure they try other solutions first, but then ultimately settle on having two. Yeah. I know that the late Robin Williams probably which was probably his most famous animated voice voice the genie absolutely you can't talk about aladdin without talking about the brilliance of robin williams in this movie exactly like, like he did a pretty good genie thing like uh when he came out and he was like uh, showing a lot of stuff like uh like explaining like how you need three wishes mm-hmm. and so like references to like jack nicholson or groucho marx yeah, that's kind of what Robert Williams does, which is why he added that character to do references from other stuff they've seen over the years. I know. I know it, in Return of Jafar and in the TV show, Robin Williams refused to reprise his role as the genie. So instead, Dan Castellanata, who's known for being one of the main actors in The Simpsons, voiced the genie instead. 
Hmm. But then Robin Williams came back in the third Aladdin sequel in the current tune, right? In The King of Thieves, that's when he did return as the genie. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, so maybe either Robin Williams was working on a different movie while they were doing the second Aladdin movie. Yeah, he, maybe Robin Williams was kind of busy that time and they didn't have time to, he didn't have time to do the genie then. Yeah. Or I think he refused to reprise his role at the time. Well, Ezra Jordan's saying that he might have refused to reprise the role because he was working on other stuff at the time, not just because he didn't want to. I think that's a good point. I know. The song A Whole New World won an Academy Award for Best Original Song. And it is such a good song. I love that song. That's the one with the iconic scene where they're on the magic carpet, they're flying around the palace and over the city. It's very dreamy and magical. Yeah, it really is. It's just so amazing. Mm-hmm. And they did that scene as well in the live action remake, except obviously with special effects instead of animation. I know that at Walt Disney World and some of the other Disney parks, there's flying carpets of Aladdin, which is in where you, which is similar to Dumbo the Flying Elephant, where you ride in a flying carpet round and round. Oh, cool. Have you ridden it, Ezra? Yes, back when I went to Walt Disney World after I turned 10 in 2006. Was it a fun ride? Yeah, I think it was. It's basically the same as Dumbo, but it's the Aladdin theme. Cool. Yeah, I was going to say that I wrote it too, and it's really neat. Nice. Well, I haven't written it, but I'll be sure to if I go to Disney World. Yes, it's just like Dumbo. Just like Dumbo. So something that's really interesting about Aladdin is how despite being, you know, a very similar plot line to a lot of other princess movies, it is put in a different setting. So it's put somewhere in the Arab world, Middle East. Yeah. Uh, it's not very specific about where it's set, which people have criticized because it's kind of stereotyping some things, definitely, which is not okay. But it is set apart in the sense that it has other cultures involved in the movie, that it has, you know, like you mentioned, a darker skinned princess. And I thought that the conflicts that the characters are experiencing are pretty different than, you know, the princess going to the ball or Snow White, you know, having this curse. You know what I mean? Yeah, or like, but that's how they're similar, though. There's Jafar, the villain, who's an evil sorcerer. Yes. So there's magic involved, like there is in other princess stories, but the magic feels different in this one. Yeah, it kind of does. The late Gilbert Gottfried voiced Iago, Jafar's parrot sidekick who was really really funny yes he was very funny and that is another character that we see in a lot of disney movies is the funny sidekick <laughs> yep he was the he was the second main villain in the in the sequel in the first movie but in the sequels in the tv show he be, he reforms and becomes a supporting character yeah so he gets a little bit more present yeah so he, he switches sides and becomes an, a friend to aladdin and stops working for Jafar. Yeah, like uh, maybe he didn't really like Jafar in the beginning. Because of how Jafar treated him miserably. Yeah, I think so. That would make sense. I would not like to be treated like that either. I, I heard th the sad news earlier this year that his actor Gilbert Gottfried passed away. Yes, that was a huge loss for the animation community. Because Gilbert, Gilbert Gottfried did a lot of iconic characters. Like Digit in the animated children's show Cyber Chase and the Affleck duck in commercials until 2011. Yeah. A very famous voice and a very big loss. So anything else that we'd like to add about Aladdin? Uh, yeah. Like, uh, let's see. Uh, like when the genie offered him three wishes, they, he also mentioned that there are rules in the wishes, like three rules. Like rule number one, 
You need to don't kill anyone. Rule number two, you can't make anybody fall in love with each other. And three, you can't bring people back from the dead. Mm. Those are like the three wishes he was not able to grant. He couldn't kill anyone, couldn't bring any dead people back alive or make people fall in love. Yeah, I think it's like a, in it's like he doesn't want to interfere with the laws of nature, I think, or something. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense, which is funny because a lot of other Disney films involve, you know, magic getting in the way of love, right? Yeah. Interfering with love. Cool. Yeah, I thought that that, that was another really unique aspect of Aladdin, that they had this genie character who had, you know, magical powers, but they were limited. And they, and then he, you know, ultimately Aladdin had to come up with his one wish that he, that he, when it came down to it, really wanted to come true. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But then the genie was encouraging and says, hey, listen, kid, you really want to press the princess? Then all you need to do is be a stranger and listen to my advice, kid. Tell her the truth. <laughs> no way. If Jasmine finds out that I was just some crummy street rat. She'll laugh at me. Every woman appreciates a man who can make her laugh, so do that. Kid, I'm just joking, but be serious. Why don't you just be yourself? Hey, that's the last thing I want to do. All right, but just don't say I didn't warn you. Yeah, he was like encouraging Lan just to be himself instead of being something he's not. <laughs> mm-hmm, which is a great message. And it's very true. You know, people appreciate it when you tell the truth. It's always better than lying. Yes, I agree. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I know another funny, memorable line. No exchanges or refunds. Like when he was doing an impression of Groucho Marx before he the, the song, the sequence, Friend Like Me. Mmm, that's right. Then he was trying to say, now remember, you only get three wishes, but that's it. No more after that. No ex- excuses, exchanges, or refunds. <laughs> he was doing an impression of a famous comedian, stand-up comedian, but Groucho Marx. Oh, I did not get that reference. That's good to know. <laughs> so clever. So clever. There are a lot of great references in this movie. I know Sebastian from The Little Mermaid made a cameo in one scene. That's right. He did. Classic Disney reference to itself. Yeah, he was trying to find a, yeah, he was looking to spoke up how to make a prince. And then he just popped out like a little any second cameo. Nice. And the Beast from Beauty and the Beast, there's a reference to him in one scene. Yeah, like uh, the song, like he was, he has his own little mini toys and he's trying to stack them, but then Jafar interrupted and made them all fall to the ground. Oh, I remember, yeah. Mm-hmm, cool. So next time you watch Aladdin, you know, listeners, be very careful and watch for those cameos by other classic animated characters. Yeah. Cool. Let's move on into trivia. All right. Last week, we asked a question about the Teletubbies show. And that question was, what other creatures can you see in the Teletubbies show besides the vacuum and the Teletubbies? Hmm. The answer is... Rabbits? Bunnies? Absolutely. Yeah, the rabbits that live in the field. You can often see see them during the intro and outro. And anytime the Teletubbies venture out into the environment around their home. Hmm, yeah. And the rabbits are notably the only real creature in the show besides the baby in the in the sun. Yeah, you see, interesting, because they did have other animals, but they were like puppets. They weren't real. Exactly. So this week, we have to ask a question about Aladdin. All right. 
Uh, what was Aladdin running from in the marketplace in the beginning scene of the film? If you think you know the answer, be sure to listen in next week. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of Animation and Beyond. Bye. Bye. See you later. Goodbye. Bye.